The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Decision Alberta on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. Yeah, I don't know who he is. Uh, day nine of the provincial election campaign today. Uh, the United Conservative Party leader making uh, a couple of announcements, one of them having to do with role crime. NDP leader Rachel Notley said if re-elected, her government would build a new access highway to Fort McMurray. Alberta Liberal leader David Kahn says his government would give municipalities greater autonomy. And Alberta Party leader Stephen Mandel made an announcement on refining and petrochemical processing. We'll have more on all of these announcements coming up during the show this afternoon. And of course, during the 6.30 Chad News. Now, right now we want to tackle some of the issues and questions you've raised with us as recently as yesterday uh, had to do with absentee type uh, balloting. We're going to talk with uh, right now with Drew Westwater, Alberta's Deputy Chief Electoral Officer. Drew, thanks for taking the time to join us. My pleasure to be here, Andrew. So we had a, a news item yesterday. I'm, I know you're familiar with it. And we had a number of texters who wanted to know about it. So it was the idea that you could vote anywhere up until a certain point and it would, uh, using uh, technology, it would uh, be counted in the writing in which you're supposed to be voting. Uh, but the caveat to that was that those ballots may not come in until days after or be counted until days after which would affect some tight races. So I wondered just, and many did, how big of a problem do you think that's going to be and why can't they be counted for several days? Um, thanks for the question, Andrew. Yeah, for the first time in Alberta, uh, we have a new voting opportunity for electors, which is at the advanced polls, no matter where they are in the province, on, on the advanced poll days, which run from April 9th to the 13th. Um, they, can, they can vote and they can get a ballot for their electoral division where they live and cast their ballot and inconvenience, which is a good thing. Um, the the corollary to that is that on election night in election in elections Alberta, normally uh, unofficial results are on election night available from all the polls, from all the ballots, and they're counted on that night. With the new system that's in place, because we're allowing vote anywhere advanced polls, those ballots have to be assembled, retrieved back here at our office, counted and tabulated, and then reported. That won't happen on election night because we won't have them all back yet. So we'll get them back uh, the day following the election, and we'll start counting them here then. So it'll probably be a day or two after the election night that we'll get the unofficial results. You'll still get the results on election night from all the regular polls. Uh, you just won't have the uh, special ballots, the special advanced poll ballots, or the vote anywhere ballots counted. So, but with some tight races, that could cause a delay in, in the outcome, right? That's absolutely correct, Jalen. Uh, the uh, results, if it's a close race, will be delayed. Uh, the unofficial results will be delayed for a couple of days rather than on, on election night. Uh, the official results have always been 10 days after the election. That won't be impacted at all. Okay. It's just the unofficial results that we get normally on election night. <laughs> we'll get some of them, most of them on election night. We'll get others later from that time. So if there are any close races across the province, there will be delay in reporting the unofficial results. Uh, the legislature and the government were aware of that when they passed this legislation after the last ele- election, and we're prepared to, to accommodate this. So you would know, however, how many uh, absentee or, or uh, advanced ballots were coming towards the warehouse, though, right? So you would be able to to know that it will or will not affect a particular uh, riding? Oh, yeah. We'll know how many ballots have to be counted that are outstanding. 
so we'll know if it's a close race, if it's, if it's going to affect it or not. Or it has the potential to affect yeah, it. Yeah, right, and there were yeah. some concerns about um, the security and the, and the potential of, of some sort of tampering with those ballots, potentially affecting the outcome of a race. And I don't know if that's tinfoil hat wearing or, or what, but um, I would assume that, um, of course, all the proper uh, provisions to make sure nothing like that happens, happens. Oh, absolutely, Jalen. The balances are counted at, at the return, much like the unofficial ballots, before they get the official count, the same process, are securely transferred back to the returning office uh, for counting of the official results. Uh, for the ones we're counting here, they'll be retransferred from the returning office to our offices here in, in Edmonton, and we'll tabulate them here. So there's a complete audit trail for the ballots in a secure manner. Cool throughout the whole process, absolutely. Mm. I wanted to ask about a story that uh, popped up again today. Mm-hmm. Uh, an idiot or idiots, uh, and there's no other way to describe them, have uh, vandalized some of the candidate signs. Specifically, Rachel Notley's was the story today. Well, and we saw in Calgary um, last week, yes. it was Alberta Party members. That's yes. right, that's right. Uh, I'm curious to know, is that actually a criminal act? Yeah, Andrew and Jalen, this is something that happens every election. There's vandalism to signs or signs are stolen or suddenly go missing that were put up the night before in certain locations. Uh, There's nothing under the Election Act that covers this, but it is a criminal offense. Theft and vandalism are criminal offenses, so they should be reported to the local police authorities to look into and investigate. That's not something that um, your department investigates. It would be a police investigation. It's a police matter because it's a criminal offense. We only deal with matters under the Election Act. Okay. We had some uh, folks um, texting in uh, yesterday saying that they were a little upset because some signs went on on lawns without their permission. Uh, Besides just taking them down, is there anything else that folks should do about that? Um, Yeah, I'd call the the party to put them up and complain (laughs) about it. (laughs) Uh, You can remove them if they're on your property without your permission because parties and candidates are not allowed to put signs on private property without permission of the owner. If they do so, and you're the owner of that property, you can call the party and tell them to remove them or ask them to remove them, or you can remove them yourself. Uh, you had been, we uh, touched uh, briefly, Drew, on the advanced polls and advanced polling uh, this year between April 9th and 13th. What if uh, someone is completely out of town between April 9th and voting day of the 16th? I understand there's a, a special ballot that someone can ask for. Yeah, if you're going to be away on business or traveling or you're a snowbird or something and you're not back yet, you can apply for a special ballot uh, online on our website. Uh, we'll mail out a special ballot package to you, which will include a, a, what is, it's called a write-in ballot because the, the nominations don't close till Friday at 2 o'clock, so you won't know who the candidates are yet. Uh, but you, on a write-in ballot, you can either put the party name of the party you wish to support or if you know the candidate's going to be running, you can write the name of the candidate you wish to vote for. You mail it back to our office or have it delivered back to the, not to our office, to the returning office where they live. And as long as it's received before 8 o'clock on election night, it'll be counted like all the other ballots. Cool. All right. Now, somebody uh, sent me an email a couple of nights ago and said, hey, um, I just checked out this website and I'm not registered to vote <laughs> and you should check it out. I think they sent it to you as well. Yep. So here's the thing. In this day and age that we live, uh, Drew, I, I, I went to the site and, and, you know, you're supposed to enter your... And what is the site? It's albertavotes.ab.ca, is that it? Elections Alberta. Elections Alberta.ca. Yeah, uh, electionsalberta.ab.ca or .ca? Yeah, .ab.ca. Yeah. So I went there, and it wants your last name, your birth date, and uh, your postal code. And it, like I say, in the day and age that we live, I, I took a, 
step back and wait a second is this a legitimate site and am i providing information i shouldn't be and but it is a legitimate site right absolutely it's a secure site and it's legitimate it's our it's elections.ab.ca that's our our, our web website and you go there uh, you can register to vote online you can check if you are registered to vote uh, find out any election information you want on there. It's all there for you. What if you're not registered to vote? Do you have to go through the computer system or can you just throw up on, on election day at the polls and vote? Absolutely. Uh, if you've not registered to vote but you're a qualified elector, we're not going to not let you vote, obviously. But you'd have to, at that point, produce, produce identification uh, with your name and address on it. If it's government issued, you just have to show your driver's license. Uh, we'll add you to the, to, the regist- to the list of electors at that time. Um, if you don't have a driver's license, you can have two pieces of ID, both with your name on and one with your address on it. It could be a utility bill or a hunting license or whatever. Uh, bring those with you to the poll. You'd be asked to fill out a declaration of elector where you fill out your name and your address, address and your personal information about date of birth and things like that. We would add you to the list of electors. Once you get that, you get your ballot and vote just like everybody else. Yeah, I had to do that. I had to do that once. It was actually quite smooth. It was, I I thought there was going to be a major problem, but there wasn't. Uh, One of our listeners wants to know, if if I'm leaving the country April 8th, can I vote sooner? We just talked about that. They have to get a hold of them and ask for that ballot. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Uh, there was, uh, we were talking yesterday about some of the battles. Uh, I know you can't get into, you know, the politics of it, but there's, it looks like there's going to be some great, uh, uh, great races in Calgary, and it's mostly because of boundary changes. So why were there boundary changes? Um, in in the, uh, the legislation, there's, there has to be an electoral boundaries commission uh, held every eight to ten years in the province of Alberta. So they can review the the existing electoral boundaries and determine population moves or shifts uh, uh, to determine whether the boundary should be adjusted or changed. And there was one held in, in 20 uh, uh, after the last general election. Uh, they filed their report uh, in January of 17, and that was approved by the legislature. So they didn't come into effect until the writs were issued this election. So there are new boundaries. The electoral divisions have new boundaries. They have new names. And uh, people can just go to the website to check which uh, electoral division they now are in. For anyone who's registered, we'll send them a voter's card, a where to vote card, which will have their electoral division name on it, where they can vote election day, and their options for voting advanced polls that are closest to them where they live. Why, um, how are the boundaries decided on? Um, Is it population? commissions are appointed by the, by the, the, the legislature and uh, the representatives from each of the parties. Uh, they take it as, into consideration geography, communities of interest, population figures, hmm. uh, and input from the residents when they go around the province asking them, where do you think the line should be drawn? That sort of thing. I think mm. both of us are in uh, new boundaries. This in, uh, we in are. New ones. Yeah. I am, at least. Yeah. I am, too, yeah. Uh, so I learned this last night. I'm always trying to learn something <laughs> every day. I learned this last night that my uh, wife and her mother worked elections for years. You did? <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, not in the time that I was married to her. It was prior to that. And, and I learned it over supper as my wife said to my daughter, you should sign up to work. Like, you make a little bit of cash and it's fun work. Uh, is there still opportunities to do that? How much does it pay and how do you apply? Oh, Andrew, yes. We're hiring. We've got to hire over 18,000 Albertans to work the polls this election. Hmm. And we're still looking and recruiting for them. They can just go to our website, uh, elections.ab.ca uh, there's a, a button there called jobs you apply there apply to work and uh, we'll send it to the returning officer in your local area and they'll give you a call and recruit you to work in the polls oh so you actually work in your writing 
yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. And for your, for just for information of your listeners, for the first time we can have 16 and 17 year olds working in the oh, nice. this year. Oh. So if uh, we recruit and actively encourage school principals to let the students off for the day if they're that age, uh, to get some you know civics experience and working in the polls. And sometimes they get it as a credit towards some of the courses they're taking. Wait a second, a day off and pay? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. I wish I was 60. <laughs> we might have to, you know, lobby yeah. the boss here uh, after yesterday. Uh, Drew Westwater, the Deputy Chief Electoral Officer for Alberta, joining us on the phone this afternoon, answering some of your questions and the questions that have you've been sending to us, really, since the election was called. I, I know this one has come up a bit, and it's been a hot topic, and uh, it was funny because Andrew and I were both talking about it on air, saying we hadn't received it, hadn't received it, got off the air, and I think about two hours later, we both received those uh, the texts from different parties to our mm-hmm. phones. And so I'm curious to know, um, you know, about some of the rules surrounding, you know, the, the, the texts to phones, um, you know, some of the ads that we see on radio and television. Are there certain rules, uh, what they can and can't do with those? Yeah, that's a good question. We get lots of calls in our call center about the same problem, same issue. I've received texts on my phone, and my phone number is not in the voters list. Hmm. Uh, so parties and candidates are, uh, uh, are exempt from the do not call list from the, that is installed by the federal government if you don't want to be bothered by people. Uh, they are allowed to ca- uh, contact uh, electors across Alberta to campaign, to get support for their candidates, for their party, to solicit memberships for the party. Uh, fundraising activities, putting signs up, that sort of thing. Um, where they get the numbers from that they send out their messages to, uh, we are required by legislation to provide all parties with a copy of the list of electors. And uh, when you registered as an elector, if you provided a phone number, as you, and what we provide to them is their name, address, and if you gave us a phone number when you registered, the phone number that you provided to us. Sometimes they use those numbers to contact electors. I got one of those messages, and they didn't use that number to contact hmm. me. Hmm. So they're obviously buying and purchasing those numbers from uh, well, someone. Yeah, like I said the other day, I've got ex-girlfriends I'd rather hear from than Mary. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, hey, Drew, just curious: when there isn't an election going on, what do you do? We prepare for the next election. We we uh, lobby the government to try and we make recommendations for legislative change. Uh, we do things like Boundaries Commission, which we held. We had an enumeration last September, province-wide, hmm. went door-to-door trying to get people registered to vote. Uh, we're updating our, our procedures. There's lots of good things going on. Very cool. Drew Westwater, the Deputy Chief Electoral Officer for the province of Alberta, thank you for joining us and asking or answering some of these questions that we've been peppered with for the past couple of weeks. Really appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you again sometime. Thank you, Jillian and Andrew, and don't forget to vote. Absolutely. You thank you. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.